Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 28th of October. Okay then, it's Haynes Go. Here's Mike with the sponsorship stuff before we find out what year Hayne will take us back to and see if we remember anything from that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. And uh, 20th of October, um, mm. heck of a day, heck of a day. Great. Uh, across the years. In 2013, here's something I want to ask you about. Couldn't be bothered digging it up because I think there's better stuff to talk about yep. on different years. But one thing I saw in the run sheet from 2013, it simply says beep test. Did we ever oh. do a beep test on radio? People that don't remember, beep test are the things you do at high school We have to like run from one side of the basketball court to the other before it beeps and the beeps start getting faster and yep. it's like a measure of how athletically gifted you are. Mike, you probably seem a bit nervous of that. I, I definitely have scar tissue from remembering in my high school days when I was a pretty unathletic kid, mm. asthma, um, just dreading the beep test. I don't think we would have done a beep test. Why would test? we have done a beep test? Sounds like the kind of thing you would have gone, I got to level 14 on the beep test and I bet I still could or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember... The reason why I don't, I doubt that I said that is because our school was one of the rare ones that didn't do the beep test. Yeah, right. Yeah, we. Um, I don't know why. Maybe we couldn't. Like, we definitely could afford the beeps. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been since been to your high school. Yeah, yeah. You think they'd be able to afford the They've beeps? They've got pockets <laughs> deep enough for a beep. <laughs> um, so I don't. I don't know what that would have. You been. could have had someone there playing the beeps on a grand piano. <laughs> they would have preferred <laughs> they that. They, were, a, they, were, they were very much into the music. Just like a big C major chord <laughs> on the pipe organ, <laughs> getting faster and faster and faster. Um, so yeah, no, I don't remember us going back to try I know, and do I a beep I saw that test. and I was just like, yep. why would – because the, the reason I go, I don't think we would have done a beep test in radio is it's very bad radio. Yeah, like, I mean, very bad radio. I can't really – I like to think that we could try – you know, it's an interesting puzzle to solve to go, how could you make a beep test interesting on radio, audio-wise, unless we took the concept of a beep test and applied it to something else, like so going – Could it have been the time where Jack had to do the sensor beep to block out a swear word live? Was it? Is it that ah, kind of beep could test? Could be a beep test. Yes. To go, can you catch mm. us swear before we swear? Yep. Can you? Can you hit the beep? And it was because Todd Sampson swore live on the show, and he thought that you could live bleep it. I think that was what that, happened. The, Gee, Mike, well done. Yes. Did you find that online? No, no. I, I just remember that moment where Todd Sampson said the f word, and then he pointed at Jack. And <laughs> he was <laughs> like, you, "You get the bleep like, already." I know oh, that's a, yeah, he, before and, he, Andy was away that day. Before yeah. he said the f word, he goes, "And actually, what happened is, and get the beep ready." And the guy <laughs> yeah. said, "Get the fuck out of here," and we're like, "That's not that how it works." <laughs> Get the beep ready, okay? <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's amazing that, Mike, you remember that. You weren't there. Yeah, it was, I think it was the dad show where you had Pete Hellier. What year Tom was it? Samson. Yeah, 2013. No, oh, it no, wasn't. It must have been. Maybe it wasn't that then. Wasn't. I, didn't, I wasn't we, a we, dad till 2014. But we may have done it with Jack. But, yeah, maybe not in reaction. But That's, that's right. That's, the get the beep ready went down as a yeah, classic yeah, moment. Todd Samson <laughs> realising <laughs> that you, you don't just, you can't just swear and hope that. I mean, we 
you we have to prepare the beep. Yeah. You just it's just not sitting there the whole time. And look, some panel ops would be good enough potentially. But Jack, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it requires some yeah. booting up. Yeah. But I remember your old producer Carly used to send an email around if anything had to be dumped on radio, and she just sent an email to all staff saying, "Hey guys, Todd's just said the f word. We didn't dump it because we thought we covered it up well enough, but you didn't because he did just say the f word. He did. It, but it those are the, those are the days, like we've discussed before. You, we didn't have a delay where you can dump it now and. Mm. And that just means, like, you know, you you lose a weird amount of time, but you don't, the swear word doesn't go to air. Yep. The general rule we got to, we have discussed this before on this this podcast, where we're like, we were so scared that because they're like, technically, if someone complained, you could like lose your lot, you know, the radio station could get in heaps of trouble. The general rule was just like, don't draw attention to it, brush over it. If it was all, if every, if no harm, no foul. If, yeah. You know, if everyone means well, you can kind of get away with it. Because it's more, it was more like, the intention of the swear word yes. was the, the offensive thing that people found, yep. not an accidental one that you could cover up. Yeah, a swear word in anger or the, with aggression was going to garner far more complaints. Than Todd Sampson telling a funny story. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't the beep test, but I don't... So some sort of beep test happened in 2013. In 2009, we had the Joyce montage on the show. And if I remember correctly, oh, yeah. Joyce was the listener mm. making me give you my treadmill. And then, well, Joyce became kind of the person we'd call if we had an argument that you couldn't resolve between the two of us. And I didn't like calling Joyce because I just felt like she heavily favoured you and just yelled at me to give you things. Until I sold the treadmill. So what happened was, Mike, is um, <laughs> Hamish had a treadmill at the front of his house and it was tarped. Oh, I, I had a treadmill at the house and we're like, well, look, we're not using this yet again. It was like the third treadmill we'd owned. Put it out the front. We had, we moved, had to move a bunch of furniture around we're like, Put it on the front porch. Yep, it stayed there for yonks. Well, then the hope was it was going to get readmitted to the house once we were back on a fitness kick. Yep, but it did just stay on the front porch. <laughs> yep, and and Hamish Andy stole it, gave it to me. I'm pretty sure. No, what happened was you stole it. Did you I steal you got it? someone to turn up to the house and steal it to see if I'd notice, and oh. I didn't notice to my. You didn't notice. Credit. <laughs> <laughs> but then you had it, yes. and you were like, "Well, I'm just going to keep it because you don't need it." And I yep. said, well, you can buy it off me. That's and right. And you went, well, you're not using it, so I'm just going to keep it. And you'd already had it here, I think, at this stage. Yep. And your girlfriend was using it. Yep. And Joyce, we rang Joyce to, and she rang up and said, Hey, Mish, he's, he's your, your best, best friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do, you don't charge Give me your, your best friend. <laughs> and I was like, but he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mish, he's your best, best friend. friend. I was like, Joyce, it's a $1,500 treadmill. And then we, we realised we weren't <laughs> using it, so I sold it on eBay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you that and I said I'm keeping the money and we had to bring Joyce back then and that's when she turned back and I saw, I thought Joyce would be well on my side after the first time and I saw what Hamish had taken from Joyce yeah. and got a, an earful myself. And I remember at the time I was going, yeah, I think you sold it for like 500 bucks or mm. whatever and then me going, great, I'm going to get the 500 bucks and she's like, no, you halve it. And I was like, why is he getting half? <laughs> <laughs> for processing the sale. <laughs> Biggest commission of all time, a 50% sales fee. Anyway, so in 2009, I'm pretty sure we had the montage yep. of Joyce on the show. That, that, That's great. That brought back some great memories. Um, 2008 on the 28th of October, hmm. it was Caravan of Courage number two from yep. the bottom of Australia to the top. Yep. Um, we've, we've landed in that zone a little bit, but we were actually on the Caravan of Courage this day. Where were we? I think we were... 
on our at our first stop in Williamstown, but not Williamstown, Melbourne. The first stop on the second can of courage was a, in a town of in, in Adelaide called Williamstown. Really? Yeah, or Williamtown, maybe. Williamtown, right? Okay. It was the, the what's what's noticeable about it though was the, it was the night after the first time I'd slept in the gorilla suit. <laughs> Because they didn't bring a sleeping Hamish bag. didn't bring a sleeping bag or a pillow. they'd be provided. He, he kept saying, I thought they'd be provided. Which, Why? Mike, to be honest, yeah. they were like, guys, you know, here's the caravan. Jayco are sponsoring it. It's fully kitted out. Like, this is what you're sleeping in for the trip. Sure. No, this well, is, it's like, it's like, it's, this, this is the cabin you're sleeping in, well, not specifically well, what you're sleeping well, in. Well, then they go like, well, here's your hotel room. Oh, where's the blankets and stuff? Oh, well, we don't do that. <laughs> so I was like, I assumed since the producers and stuff yeah. were like organising food and the caravan and everything, like when we turned up and we were driving along, we got to the first campsite. Yeah. He didn't bring a sleeping bag. I was like, Did, where, didn't bring undies. Didn't bring I, a driver's licence from memory, but like, did bring a gorilla sleep. <laughs> like, what am I sleeping in? They're like, well, where's your sleeping bag? It's like... Well, I didn't know we were going staying over at Tim's house in year nine. <laughs> I had to bring a sleeping bag. So I slept in the gorilla suit. Yep. For the, but for it was the, actually quite hot. Too hot. Way too hot. Yeah, too I, think, hot. I think it was the rubber. Wasn't it? it was like, rubberized suit. So it was freezing. You'd put it on yeah. and for the first sort of 10 minutes you go, I'm not going to get warm in this. Yep. This is just rubber mm. and, and I hate this. Yep. And then about 10 minutes later, you're like, I'm absolutely cooking in this thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember sleeping like, one arm like in, one arm Like a dishwashing glove because you get stuck getting very sweaty. <laughs> very sweaty in there. So it was a one arm in, one arm out, gorilla suit sleep. <laughs> and the fur would get in your mouth. Yep. And, yeah, it was terrible. And we were in the caravan then at, at opposite ends. Yes. Uh, only did we graduate to the RV where we were up at the one end together. Yes. Across just from each other. Yeah, that was in America, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I just... It fascinates me that we committed to those sleeping arrangements where it was just – because everyone – we stopped at a caravan park. There was normally a motel <laughs> besides or a cabin. and All the crew went and stayed All the crew cabins. went and stayed at their own cabins, had a good time. And But we were like, no, nah, we're doing this. It was, like, it was so dumb. It was like, why am I sleeping in a gorilla suit <laughs> for 10 hours or like, you know, however long we're in bed, eight hours probably, yeah. when – 50 metres away. You could just have a motel bed. But I was like, oh, no, no, we said we were going to do we it. That's do it. the adventure. And always uh, use the caravan um, uh, showers, et cetera, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was – anyway, bloody good fun though. I'm glad we did it. Great, I'm glad great we did fun. it. Because I do have great memories of, you know, freezing cold mornings just walking across the caravan park <laughs> just in our undies because <laughs> we would always be on the road by like 7 o'clock so mm. no one else at the caravan park was up just trudging across – and we had very out. little worry about nudity in those era for some we reason. We thought you could, it was totally <laughs> acceptable to just walk around everywhere in your underpants, just in our undies with our little toiletry bags, just clomping over to the, yep. to the shower block. That's not where I want to take us. I want to take us to 2014. Great. So more a little recent. bit more recent. I mean, I know this is still six years ago, but it feels a bit more recent. So what date, what date are we on again? Sorry? We're on the 20th of October, 2014. Okay. I'm going to give you... One man's name, and then we're going to let Mike do the sponsorship stuff and come back after this. So we pro- we would have been doing. Oh, you're not going to get us it. <laughs> Sorry, no. We we would have been the show. We would have been doing though mm-hmm. was would have been the happy hour. Yes, I, and were I we believe st- so. And we were still doing drive every uh, once a week. I think this was one of those years, but it was more that we were yeah doing a daily hour show yep. that was again kind of more heavily focused on the podcast. Yep. I am going to give you the one man's name now. Mm-hmm. Tim and Manic. <laughs> Mike, do yes. what you got to do. Well done, Mike. Um, Thank you. Tim and Matic, what a journey. You sold 
Well, we did, Sil. Like, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to pin it on you if no, the no, authorities no, come. I, but um, I certainly led the charge. Yeah, I was selling Timomedic's signature as done by Hamish. Yep. You and I have recently trademarked our Hamish and Andy. Yeah. Um, it took us all these years, Mike, 20 years. Like, well, if you get around to doing that. Uh, Tim Amatic should have as well. Should have. He would have had a bit more of a leg to stand on. But um, I think this started, if from memory, and I don't think this is the break we've got here, it started we just, we we had his phone number, right? Mm. And then we're like, what's a funny thing we can do with Tim Amatic? I can't remember where this idea came from, but I remember calling him pretending, I think we might have gone into the studio and his phone number was still in the system. No, he, yeah, here's what I think happened. Didn't we do a prank on him? I, did, I remember the prank, but I don't know why we had his number. Right. So I called him and I was like, hey, man, it's Jerry here from Today FM because I think he'd been in the Sydney studios. Yep. Oh, no, that's right. He'd been in Melbourne pretending he was in Sydney. Right. Like landlining it for maybe uh, well, he was Australia's on X- Got Talent or was X he- Factor or something. He was one of the judges on a show like that. Yeah. So he'd been like... Well, I think he was discovered on yeah. Australia's Got Talent and right. then became... And he won that and he won the opportunity to present on another show called The X Factor, which is just incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, real rags to riches. <laughs> I think what had happened was he had been in, you know, like doing an interview with, with yes. whatever, Colin Jackie or someone and he's in Melbourne linking up studios. We see his number still in the system, right, somehow. Or his phone number on the desk yep. or whatever. I remember then calling and going, hey, man, it's, you know, Jamie here from Today FM in Sydney with Colin Jackie Hey, everyone that comes on the show, we get them to sign the wall. Yeah. We have a celebrity wall. A celebrity wall. Now I know you're in Melbourne, so just describe your autograph to me <laughs> and I'm going to sign for you just so we've, like, got you part of the show. And he was like, oh. I'd prefer to come back yeah, and do why it. Yeah, why don't I do it? And I'm there next to like, nah, man, like, you know, we just like to get it done on the day. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, why don't I send you a photo? I was like, I'm right here. Just, just tell me, <laughs> just f- verbally describe your autograph. So he's like, okay. Which is impossible to Which do. Which is impossible. He's like, it's a big, like it's a T and so like a normal size downstroke and then quite a long um, <laughs> upper. On it. Like, quite a long like lateral stroke on the T. Then kind of like cursive is like emomatic. Yeah. And then the dots kind of like land above that lateral stroke on the T. So really trying my best to do it. Yeah. And then... We, I think we had a laugh. I'm like, no, no sorry, mate. It's just Hamish and Andy here. But then we were like, can you send us your autograph? Or did we see- send us he- yours and he went, that's really close. I- yeah, I, I think it was just like, actually send us yours because I'd like to see how close we got. Yeah. Then I realised I'd done a pretty good job. Yeah. And from there I realised, well, since I can do Tim and Maddox autograph, well, yeah, I've, obviously got a, skill. I've obviously got a natural skill at this. Could we leverage this into a business? Yep. And I started selling Tim and Maddox autograph on the show, I think for $5 a pop. Mm. The price fluctuated from... It did. Show to show. Um, at, at times there was a wedding offer where it was. it was on the back of coasters. Current, yeah, we were, yeah, we were, I was selling one of the show's coasters yep. and we were getting a lot of orders for them. Mm. In fact, at one stage my days were mostly taken up doing his autograph. Mm. I don't know what this is. This is so 28th of October. It's just Tim and Matic update. Great. Like that's all it says. Mm. Let's have a listen. The 28th of October 2014. Happy hour. Hamish and Andy with you. Before we go, Ham, um, I've got some pretty, pretty scary news. It's to do with your business selling Timomatic autographs. Well, Andy, I've also got some scary news. But you go first. (laughs) 
<laughs> People don't know Hamish tells um, uh, performers, uh, Tim Amatic, uh, singer, yes. dancer, sometimes judge, performer, yep. um, his autograph yep. online. I found out I had a talent, and that talent was to be able to do Tim Amatic's autograph. Yep. Uh, do I let this talent go to waste, even mm. though God has given it to me? No, that's an insult to God. <laughs> I must get my talent out there. I have a gift. And people have acknowledged that, Ando. Yep. HamishNandy.com, we have sold a lot of Tim and Maddox autograph. Comes on the back of a happy hour coaster. Mm. I believe it's at $8 at the moment. The Christmas 7... 770 that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I dropped the prices yeah. as a thank you to all my loyal customers. Well, the Christmas edition is currently for sale mm-hmm. um, where the signature is red and mm-hmm. the dot is green or the signature is green and the dot on the eye of the Timomatic is red. Well, here's the bad news. There's another person in the market selling them. Son of a... Well, that's copying. <laughs> I don't think that's... I have an ethical issue with that. Here's the predicament for <laughs> what you. What have they done? His name's Marcus. He seems like he has it down pat. What do you, Have you got a picture of one of his autographs? Uh, yeah, I've got it for you here. Give us a look. I'll be, the, I'll be the judge on whether or not this hack can do the autograph. That is so bad, mate, and I'm not <laughs> just saying that. That is pretty close to what you're That doing. is horrible. Show it to me again. <laughs> That's an insult. Do not buy one of Marcus's. Firstly, yep. the downstroke of the capital T does not have a return to the top. It is a single stroke. Okay. Okay? Well, don't give him the tips, mate, because I reckon that's pretty close. I reckon that's he... junk. As if you've well, ever, you'll never see me doing a signature like that, guys. And that's what I'm talking about. When you're buying Tim and Maddox autograph, yeah. please make sure you get coup for the one of the quality distributors. He's selling them for are, two bucks a pop. There are guys out he's, there like this. He's and you know what? you on price. Do you know what? Yeah. Fine. And and I stand by my quality price because okay. you've got you'll have a junk autograph at two dollars. <laughs> you will. It's a piece of. It's just a just an insult to those of us that actually take time yep. and put effort and craft into <laughs> autographs and it looks like he's just done it on pen on thin paper. Well, uh, he's, he's a top-of-the-range Sharpie, celebrity's choice for when they're doing autographs he's, and I put it on a thick coaster. He's now going on to coasters. Good luck, mate. <laughs> and is his postage and handling included? Uh, In his two bucks? I bet it's extra. It'd probably have to be extra. He's just it. a shonky operator. <laughs> I don't like the sounds of this guy at all. No, not one bit, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I am just, and I'm you glad you him? brought it up. I report this guy to the ACCC because he's selling an inferior product. <laughs> Whereas you come to me and you know you get the top of the line quality Timomatic autograph. When Virgin Airlines came in yep. to the mix, Qantas had to pull their prices down. Well, yeah, that's a price war. Yeah. But because... Are you in a price war with... Because the market could yeah. could reasonably think that they were both offering a similar quality. Well, some now, people... The market <laughs> does not think that in this case. A little bit of economics 101. The market won't be fooled by that. I'm not scared by him for one second. Festive Timomatic autographs remain on sale at the very and, fair price of seven seventy. That's postage included. HamishAnnie.com. Get and, your bulk orders in for Christmas. Makes a wonderful gift and for festive anyone that ones. has eyes. And festy ones. What's it? <laughs> Terrible infested. Terrible festy ones from Marcus. <laughs> Two bucks a pop. But you are not covered. There's no warranty and I highly doubt they have a customer service division like we what's, do. What's the warranty? Is it you're going at the moment? How much? What's how, many, how many years warranty do you have at the moment? Like years, obviously. You're covered for the first half an hour that you open it up. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got time for today. Thank you for being with us. Oh. HamishNanny.com for anything you may have missed. The podcast is there. How do you know you're on the top? Because people start <laughs> imitating you. We'll catch you tomorrow. That's how Tim Manic knew he was on the top. <laughs> <laughs> God, it gave us a lot of joy, the Tim Manic autograph. 
Yeah. Loved it. He was I, pretty good about I, it. He was pretty good. There was one, once it started gathering a bit of steam, Mike, there was, he caught on. Yeah. Well, he heard about it yeah. and he, and he, someone must have sent him a picture because he, he put on Twitter a photo of the autograph mm. and someone would be like, you know, some like best 770 I've ever spent, whatever, and send it to Tim and Maddox. He reposted that, like he, and then like put on Twitter going, ha ha, hey Hamish Hannity, ha ha ha, where's my cut? Yeah. And we're back going, keep your nose out of it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> we, our policy was a firm, yeah. mate, this has got absolutely nothing to do nothing with you. nothing to do with him. Mate, this, is just, this is me doing a thing yeah. on my show with my friend yep. and we are selling them to yep. our listeners. It's got nothing, nothing to do with you. <laughs> Get your snout out of it, you money-grubbing bandit. Yeah, what a greedy bastard. What a greedy bastard. <laughs> and then at the end of the year I decided like the workload was getting too much and, and for people familiar with the movie version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like Willy Wonka, kind of knowing that can't do this forever and he's got to hand the talent on to the younger generation or somebody else that has the passion and that's why he picks Charlie, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Um, You picked Tim. Well, I ran auditions and then I said I found someone that can do the autograph and he can have the business from now on and it was Tim and Matic and he came in to officially, I've still got the photo, and it pops up in my phone. It had nothing to do with his lawyers sending (laughs) us a letter. (laughs) Still got the photo on my phone of us shaking hands with Tim Maddock at the official business handover. <laughs> it pops up from That's time a to time. That's memory. Listener.